throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn. Hello and Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to 2020. Isn't that, I feel like Yay! Barbara Walters should come running out at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have trouble with that. It's either my eyesight or Barbara Walters. Uh, 2020 vision? <laughs> no, it's Barbara. Uh, so, Jan, Happy New Year's to you. Well, thank you. Happy New yeah. Year's back to you. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. So, here I am. I'm with my fabulous co-host, Dr. Jan Hill, starting a new decade. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, Jan, it's a decade from I here know. on in. Yeah. <laughs> So I am Gordardell, and uh, you're starting off this decade listening to things worth considering. So inquiring minds need to know, Jan. Yeah. How was your New Year's Eve? My New Year's Eve was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't want to hear about that, Sam. What did you do? Because you didn't invite me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you we spend way too much time together, Gord. <laughs> well, this is true. Well, this is true. The therapist did recommend we spend time apart, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On different continents. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know the whole uh, the whole thing of uh, yeah, spending some time apart. I don't. You know, I really don't do. I've done it. You know, when I was, you know, I don't want to say younger. It sounds terrible. But back in the old days, yep, I used to rock and roll it. Uh, I like to spend it a lot quieter, just with friends at dinner. Yeah. You know, quieter, uh, no major noisemakers other than the people around the table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we don't have to drink a case of champagne. Mm-hmm. I don't even like it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's just learning a whole, a whole uh, uh, or I learned it a long time ago, just a whole way of moderating it. Yeah. Were you freaked out at all by the 2020 thing? Um, I just think it's like, holy crap. Like <laughs> How did we get here? Yeah. You know, it seemed to hit like 2012. That was like sort of a, 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 a point of, of no return. Just yeah. a, and then it just screamed through the entire teens. But it was kind of like my life. <laughs> I was suddenly 20, and I don't know. I was 12 when I started out. <laughs> what just, happened to my entire misspent adolescence? Exactly. exactly. My misspent I mean, youth. Ah. I had all that great bad behaviors and everything. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, So it's something. I can't say that about the 2012 through to 2020, but it just is like, wow, we're really into the 2000s big time now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, There's no turning back. Apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah. And I really don't want to put the brakes on, so uh, <laughs> I'm sort of enjoying it at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, do you have any? Uh, do you have any like New Year's traditions in your family? Um, New Year's traditions? No, I think we had more Christmas traditions. I think. Let me think. New Year's traditions? No, not really. Not except really? that everybody would like be all like excited about, yay, we're gonna stay up really late, and then we'd all fall asleep on the couch, and the <laughs> next day we'd be like, hey, were you actually awake for New Year's? But uh, probably, I mean, if that's a tradition or just a, a big accident, a reoccurring accident, right? You know, I don't know, but it seems consistent. Yeah, a reoccurring accident like the same bad date. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I have a special place I like to go walk whatever dog I have. I do a different thing on on Christmas dog walking thing and a New Year's dog walking thing. So I go to different places. So whatever, 
dog happens to be, you know, my life is a series of rescue dogs, right? So yeah, whatever dog happens to be mine that year. Yeah, Yeah, right? Walking along on three feet or whatever the thing is, right? Um, And then we go to a special place and then I get like a special sandwich afterwards at that special sandwich place. Okay. Which I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want you to go there. Fine. For my special so, sandwich. So uh, in other places, they have lots of special <laughs> things that aren't yeah. in a sandwich shop. Yeah. What uh, about you, though? What do you do? Well, you know. Um, do you have a uh, special thing? Yeah, because my family's Scottish. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a lot of superstitious traditions ah. and so on. So uh, my mother and my grandmother uh, were really, really adamant that we would do what was what is called first footing. Okay. And I'm well aware of that as well. And that is that. You, uh, the first person after midnight, the stroke of midnight that comes through your door has to come in. They have to be dark. They must have dark eyes and dark hair. Oh, okay. So if you want to think of like the black Irish, you know, that yeah. have black hair and beautiful blue eyes. Yes. Uh-uh. No, my mother said, no, 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 no. And she would stop them from coming in. She wouldn't even let me in. She would say, yeah. no, no one's been in here yet. You're too blind. <laughs> <laughs> so just go stand somewhere else. Um, but they have to be really dark, and then you bring in coal, which okay. represents heat, and you bring in and warmth, and you bring in uh, bread for food and some pennies that you would have money. And so oh. those three things, then they, they you walk right through. You don't give them to the host. You walk right through, and you put them in the kitchen on the kitchen table. Hmm. And that's supposed to bring luck of, of warmth and, and food and money for the year. And so what is the symbolism? Like what's the, the purchase of a uh, dark-haired, dark-eyed person coming through your door? Well, uh, you know, that's really interesting. I don't know where that comes from, but the darker the better. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because huh. I, I guess, you know, in Scotland, I mean, we had a lot of, you know, sort of – so you get a lot of the ginger flow over from Ireland yeah. you know, with the red hair and so on and blonde. Uh, I mean, you certainly have people with dark hair, but that's more in the south, actually, as you go down mm. into into England. Mm. Because the Celtic is much more uh, related to the Norse mm. and the south is Roman, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you, you can see quite a difference between uh, Scotch, uh, Scottish people often and, and English people by their coloring. Oh, that's We got the ruddy... You know, the yeah, ready yeah. cheeks and everything. As soon as we get cold, it's like, are you okay? Is your high, blood pressure high? Yeah. I'm just my cold in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's all. I'm always like this. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like Santa Claus was on the uh, Coca-Cola commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that uh, red-haired people have a higher percentage of uh, in their genetics of that that is connected directly to Neanderthals? <laughs> this is true. I'm not making this Sorry, up. Thought, this is true. That was just such a great under the yeah. belt hit. There you uh, go. And Neanderthals had red hair. Yes. And yes. yeah, and they, they evolved it to become the Norse uh, uh, groups, like the Germanic Norse uh, Viking that that kind of group. Well, somewhat. S- yeah, sort of. Celtics. Yeah. Celtics have that same sort of coloring. Yeah. 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 And I definitely identify as Celtic. Yeah. Do you? Oh yeah, I love bagpipes. I know my friends are like really do we have to listen to that again that's okay bagpipes are nice bagpipes are great yeah I I remember going once to a bagpipe it's a military it's it's done every year at a a military tattoo at the Edinburgh Castle oh yeah in in, uh, Edinburgh obviously and uh, I just remember they just opened up the double doors and like 500 pipes and drummers oh wow and it just and you're sitting up on the you know the top of the hill where the castle is in the dark mm-hmm. and you just have this incredible sound wow yeah again i mean i was ready to like throw another skirt on and, and just go and say all right let's i'll fight for you 
So uh, I think uh, rather than calling it a skirt, I really should have called it a kilt um, <laughs> because that's really what we're talking about. But it was an awesome experience. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, it's a the, the name comes from a uh, uh, obviously a Gaelic word, uh, hogmanay, hogmanay. But we never called it that. It was always called first footing. Uh, and they were just so adamant about it. But what I realized is I'm becoming kind of adamant about it now, too. <laughs> you, <laughs> you loved it. Advance. You, you loved, loved it. I guess so. I, I like being told not to come in the house. <laughs> um, the Spanish people, for instance, Latin American people, they eat 12 grapes uh, in time with the 12 chimes of the clock at midnight. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's a tradition which is set to secure them a happy year to come. No. So I'm going to like stand at the door eating grapes as it's going bong, bong, and find the person who has a, just the perfect dark hair. Yeah, exactly. And dark eyes. Or you could just color your hair. <laughs> nah, that's not going to happen. Okay, just saying. <laughs> uh, nah, it's too expensive. <laughs> I wonder what the symbolism of the grapes is. Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Is it? Uh, I mean, there's so many. I mean, you know, the New Year's resolutions and the New Year's traditions is not just a Western thing. It's a, it's an all of sure. the, all of the East. Everybody has something, you yeah. know. I mean, when we talked about uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. The whole idea was that New Year's was when the gifts were actually exchanged. Mm-hmm. And then now it's been sort of, depending on what calendar you're on, uh, been moved to like January the 6th mm-hmm. uh, because that's when the wise men arrived. Right. With bringing gifts. Right. So Christmas stays ah. more of a religious, spiritual experience, and then the gift thing is separated from it. Okay. Okay. Unless you live in the West. And then over here in the uh, Western Hemisphere, it's just like, give me it all now. Yeah. I want Jesus, turkey, and presents. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I have two hours. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Unfortunately. So, Gord, are you someone who does resolutions? No. No, me neither. No. Used to. No more. (laughs) No. The, the, The track record on resolutions is abysmal. Yeah. It really is. For you personally? <laughs> for me personally, for yeah. For me yeah. personally, but also just watching people, mm-hmm. you know, the enthusiasm that they would, uh, uh, you know, hit midnight and, you know, stomp out that cigarette and dump mm-hmm. out a glass of wine or, you know, whatever silly things. Uh, and then say, that's it. I'm never doing it again. And then like 10 days later, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I think it's kind of like the difference between a motivational speaker and a coach. So, you know, Two seconds before midnight where you're like, yeah, that's like a motivational speaker. I just really want to change, right? <laughs> yep. It's happening now. That's right. And then, you know, after that kind of buzz is worn off a little bit, after you've left the, the auditorium and you don't have the the um, the motivational speaker with you anymore, that's when your coach steps in and says, now, how are you going to get there? What are your blocks? You know? Absolutely. How absolutely. Are you gonna... So that's when the real work starts, right? we lose resolve very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very and quickly. so if you don't have if you don't have something leading up to the New Year's resolution time, you know, that the actually that's going to enable you to actually apply your skills and be able to attain your resolution, then you will never it, it just becomes harder. It, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And every time you try to do something and you go back to it, yeah. the next time is actually even harder. Yeah. Because especially if fear's been involved. Yeah. In it, uh, the anxiety—it'll just crank the anxiety level up a little bit. Yeah, 
you know, and uh, it makes it even harder. But, uh, you know, the, the whole thing of uh, uh, hitting, a, hitting a new year and needing to change our behavior, uh, you know, certain traits or behaviors or whatever that we want to get rid of or that people comment on throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this, again, this is really old. The Babylonians, they haven't been around for a couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to make promises to their gods at the start of each year that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts. I like that one. Wow. I want my stuff back. <laughs> Give me my stuff back. I don't know if I'd have room anymore to get all the stuff that I've loaned. <laughs> That's kind of interesting too, right? Because when you think about the role of like this idea of private property, yes. I wouldn't have really thought that the Babylonians would have had a really strong sense of public, of, uh, of um, what we call of private property, property, right? Yeah. So, you know, I want my stuff back. Yeah, exactly. That's why I just think it's really funny that they, they like, promise to return borrowed objects and pay their debts. Yeah. Although people exchange things historically. You exchange things back and forth, and that creates social connection, right? Well, obviously that wasn't true. That's what we think. But if this is actually what the what they're promising at the beginning mm-hmm. of every year, then there must be much more of a, a loaning uh, loaning out. Certain people loan things out and not necessarily bartered. That's interesting. Back yeah. and forth. Uh, the Romans began each year by making promises to the god Janus, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for whom the month of January is named. Uh, they would make promises as to how they were going to change. Yeah. Uh, and everything. Medieval uh, era, the knights took the peacock vow oh. at the end of the Christmas season each year to reaffirm their commitment to chivalry. Interesting. I want it reintroduced. <laughs> <laughs> Chivalry is dead, my Chivalry friend. Chivalry is dead. I think it should be brought back. <laughs> I think that please and thank you should become mandatory. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, at, at the white night services uh, that Christians uh, have to prepare for the year ahead, uh, through prayer and making resolutions is very much part of their religion. Yeah. You know, so it's, it goes from, from those who are making drunken, I'm going to quit drinking as soon as I finish this drink. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, okay, the end of the night, all right. Uh and then uh, to the fact that it's actually religious. Uh, it parallels other religious religions, too, when I said about Christians. In Judaism, uh, Judaism, New Year's, Rosh Hashanah, um, through the high holidays and culminating in Yom Kippur, the mm-hmm. Day of Atonement, uh, there one is to reflect upon one's wrongdoings over the year and, and seek and offer forgiveness. So I'm reminded, though, of what we were talking about in the in our last um, discussion about sort of the the frivolity and the wild partying that historically would happen over that Christmas period. And so I'm wondering if you know the New Year's period, the period of atonement, the period of I'm <laughs> changing my ways, is somehow right magnified or somehow becomes more important because of the extreme celebration that happened historically over Christmas. Well, the debauchery. Uh, uh, right? the, the Saturnalia mm-hmm. of Rome. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's possible. If you drink enough, you're going to have a lot of anxiety going on and you're going to probably be beating yourself up for being hungover for the last seven days. Yeah. And then like, now it's time to, okay, now I really got to get it together. I am mailing my liver down to the Mayo Clinic. Exactly. Um, <laughs> see if I can get back to work. Mm. Uh, but you see, this is, what's interesting, though, is, is that when, in Christianity, this is, uh, uh, at New Year's, it's now beginning to move towards the towards Lent. Ah. And Lent is all about giving up. 
right. you know, uh, things. Right. Uh, I, I eventually just gave up Lent, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I found that was much easier. Uh, I could never, I could never decide who's doing yeah, too many exactly. possibilities to give up. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, you, you know, so you're going to go into this next uh, season fairly quickly uh, of of Lent and giving stuff up, and that's last for forty days. Huh. So maybe the New Year's resolutions are actually just the resolutions. Those are the things that you actually plan to change, you wish to change, and then by the time you get to Lent, you realize you don't actually have the skills to change on your own, So unless you give up some stuff. They call you and I and get coaching. Yeah, exactly. Like this is an ancient coaching cycle. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Because they've now discovered they can't do it on their own. Yeah. Uh, you know, the... The whole idea of giving up something at length, though, is always is not tied into like something that we do necessarily that's bad. It's often giving up things that we like. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to have sweets. I'm not going to have dessert. I'm you know, all those yeah. things. Yeah. It's the things that we like. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave up my wife eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's uh, a uh, uh, yeah, and I think that's the difference. Is that the the New Year's is about how I want to change, how I want to be a different, better person. Mm-hmm. Lent is something I give up uh, for for God, you know, as a commitment to to the ongoing process of Christ. Right. Uh, so. Um, in uh, the Methodist practice of New Year's resolutions came around uh, through, again, the whole thing of giving up sacrifices. Oh. Yeah. It's sacrificing. That's really what it is. But it, you know what? Regardless of what the creed is or what the religion is, it doesn't matter. Annually, self-improvement is going to come up on your agenda. Yep. <laughs> you got That's it. That's kind of what it is. Now, what we had said was most people are not successful. And it's quite a high, high proportion, and it's, which makes this even more interesting is, is that, you know, our propensity to keep going back and doing things in spite of the fact of being really bad at it yeah. or unsuccessful at it. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to do it this year for sure. I've tried it for the last 55 years. This time it's going to work. <laughs> this time it's going to work. I'm going to keep Jack Daniels out of that front door. <laughs> um, and sure enough, uh, it doesn't necessarily happen. So in order for us to continue to be successful – I have to take a break here, um, and we will be back. Uh, this is uh, Gord, and I'm here with Dr. Jan, and we will be back in two minutes. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. 
It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, uh, welcome back to Things Worth Considering, and uh, Happy New Year to you, and welcome to the next decade, 2020, without Barbara Walters. Um, do you know that in, with resolutions that more than half of the people who responded to this uh, survey by January 31st had failed? Wow, that's not much. No. That's not much time at all. No. But by, by the by the, the that month, the first month, they've already stopped. They're like, that's mm-hmm. it. Do you know, uh, health clubs totally rely upon this um, uh, sort of cycle of yeah. our commitment. Yeah. They have all the staff on the next day, yep. maybe the day before, who knows, who are there to take the sales, take yep. your money, no, no refunds yep. for the first year. And they guarantee that well over half will, will only come. Yep. Uh, during that first month, yep, and then it will drop right off. Yep. So they actually have sort of this rush of money, and then the people just kind of just trickle away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think yeah, I would like to believe it's because they get in shape so fast that they don't need the gym anymore. <laughs> of course. However, it Ten probably days. is that's pro- yeah exactly. It's probably not what's really happening. That's not what's happening. Is that people mm-hmm. just become so discouraged, and and you you brought it up a couple of times already. Not that you're plugging. Uh, coaching. Oh yeah, coaching. Yeah. By yeah. yourself. Oh yeah, that. Know? Yeah, or just having a buddy to go and work out yep. with. You know, go for a run with. You know, for sure. Don't go eating with. Yeah. Don't go to cooking classes with. Yep. Unless that's what you really want to do. But if your resolve is is to, uh, you know, perhaps lose weight or at least tone up or whatever, yep. those things have to be avoided. Yep. And it just really, it really is useful that you, you know, we have somebody that can say, okay, come on, you know, it's four o'clock, let's go and do it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, no, if you're by yourself, you're not going to get off the sofa or you'll continue to work. You know what, though? I want to say something nice about failing to meet resolutions. Okay. Right? So I'm not saying it's not bad. all negative stuff. And this is what the nice thing mine, is. See, my thing is about the repetition of the same behavior. Yeah. And yeah. Then we keep doing it. I mean, it just underscores everything we know psychologically. Yeah, but here's the other piece about that is yeah. that mm, sometimes the repeating of it, right? You're actually not meant to complete. And well, so it's in the repetition that you actually learn two things. One, the skills that you need to actually become better at maintaining the behavior the next time around. Yes, absolutely. Or you actually learned that the thing that you thought was so important isn't actually that important. And I think that's really important because, and it feeds into this idea of procrastination too, right? Procrastination, we always think of that as being really negative, right? 
what are you procrastinating about? Blah, 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 right? But actually, maybe procrastination isn't just this period of time where you're idle and you're denying and you're distracted Avoidance. by things. Maybe things are actually gestating. Maybe you're percolating on something. Absolutely. Maybe something's happening, right? So that when you get up to actually go and, you know, do whatever it is that you need to make a choice around, maybe that's when you find out, oh, wait a minute. Man, I don't really need to change this at all. Okay, so now this is where I need to call you for this piece that nobody gets confused. Okay. Is if uh, defining, you know, the the unable to complete or carry forward Mm -hmm. is a relapse. So mm-hmm. we're so people are, are confused that relapsing. I agree. What you said, one hundred percent, is that sometimes we have to relapse in order to get it. Yeah. There's pieces we didn't get about sobriety or you know yeah. any any addiction, uh, but it's not uh, arriving at a place that says, "Oh, I don't need this." Okay. Meaning, meaning the recovery portion of it. Okay, they have to be able to go back after that relapse. So I mean, there's yeah, to go back and and, and start that behavior recovery. again. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing, though. That that's I think we do that all the time anyway, and it depends on whether or not if you come to the discussion thinking of of behavior as linear, then a relapse oh. is problematic, right? Because it's like, oh no, now I'm one step forward, two steps back, and now I got to go I through that, that whole dance. thing again, right? <laughs> but if you see it as cyclical. Yes. Then it's it's actually I'm sure you know. It's like you put your left foot. Yeah, it's in, you too bad right. <laughs> that it's happened, perhaps because maybe it throws you off your game. Yeah. But it's not it's not tragic because the relapse portion is actually really important to the moving ahead aspect. It, it is, but it's also tragic for everyone who has finally saw the person go into recovery. Yeah. And and including the person in recovery, only yeah. to watch themselves relapse. Yeah, so sure. I just want to make sure somebody wouldn't take what who was in recovery. You know, it might be thinking that, uh, you know, about their recovery, that relapse is sort of becoming inevitable. Uh, they, they wouldn't use that as an excuse, that's all. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm g- all for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we don't need relapses over the Christmas holidays. Agency is important. Agency and accountability is important, right? Yes. So, But recognizing something is cyclical doesn't actually take away that component, I think. Yeah, but we didn't take that. The cyclical was put in when I said, let's expand on that. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I can't even remember what we said. That uh, oh, we, we just we just said about about uh, that that rela- uh, uh, you know not going through with our resolution isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like we learn things and so on. Yeah. And that's where I went to ding. You know, this is yeah. this is relapse stuff. Okay. Well, I guess well. I agree with everything. I'm just going to agree and okay. move on. Sure. Although okay. I think fundamentally there's something I don't agree with, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> fundamentally, I'm not even sure. Yeah. Why I'm is in there this any room. more eggnog left? <laughs> no, but I got this bottle here. Uh, <laughs> uh, women are more likely to be health focused in their resolutions. I could see that. And men are more likely to uh, pledge to find a new job and lay off the alcohol. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, that's just sort of gender mm-hmm. down the middle. Saving money is one of the top New Year's resolutions and also in the top five for the most commonly failed. <laughs> wow, I could see that, though. And I could see where that plays into, you know, all the money that you spent buying presents and bottles of wine and stuff for your friends, right? And those new shoes and that really great outfit for New Year's oh, where you, then you, you kind of go, all. oh, my God, right? Kept it all, drank it all, wore it all. Exactly. Didn't return it. Didn't leave the tags on. Right. And that sort of thing. Right. Well, that's what we we said, you know, that this season, uh, you know, party season, it's a religious season, spiritual season. 
It's a very expensive, stressful season. Yeah. It's hard on people. Yeah, it is. Because of living up to expectations and living up and re- recreating our own childhood uh, magic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, wanted, we wanted to do that for our kids, mm-hmm. you know, is make it magical for them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But we maybe can't afford that magic. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm glad, you know. I get that. Yeah. Um, So what are the other, like, top 10 resolutions? Let's take a look at some of those. Well, this is based on a survey of 2,000 people. Okay. Uh, So diet and eating, healthier, 71%. Uh, Been there. Of the 2,000. Yeah. uh, To uh, exercise more, 65%. Been there. Yep. Obviously, I'm starting at number one and going backwards. (laughs) Uh, Or going down the list. Uh, To lose weight, 54. Mm. Okay. Nope, not really. Yeah, nope. Because I believe if you diet, if you do the first two. Absolutely. It'll just fall in place. Yeah. Then you're yeah. going to probably just lose weight anyway. I think so. Like that's just redundant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, note to survey people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to save more and spend <laughs> less. Methodologically unsound survey. You know. Puts me. <laughs> to save more and spend less. 32%. Okay. Um, that's like a third of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I, I don't. Have you ever? I don't think that's no. That's never been on my list. I don't think. Uh, no, no. I I know it's on lots of other people's list. So I just wouldn't make a resolution. I would just be like, oh, okay, you know, New Year's bill or whatever. Visas arrived at the door, <laughs> right? So like the next month, I'd be like, oh, nope, I'm staying oh, home and eating macaroni. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like yeah. I just I just wouldn't make a resolution over it. I guess. Uh, some people almost have to, you know, True. I think, I think, I think sometimes too with resolutions, which I, you know, I'm going to say something else about that later on in a minute, but, um, we, 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 we tell yeah. people to hold, hold ourselves, to hold us yeah. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it more visible, your intention more visible. Yes. Right? Because people often, uh, uh, at new year's, you know, like at, around dinner. So what do, what are you resolving this new year's? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's the same thing as asking at Thanksgiving, what are you grateful for? Yeah. This one is what are you resolving? Uh, is is uh, then when people know it, then I think you know. So to have to admit that you're financially, you know, sort of a basket case, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, that's just that's just one part of it. Uh, to learn, twenty six percent, a quarter of the people say to learn a new skill or hobby. Huh. I've never heard anybody ever say that. Well, I think I'm going to learn a new skill to this year. I'm taking up knitting. <laughs> I'm I've exhausted all my options at needlepoint, <laughs> so I'll be taking up knitting instead. I have all my grandmother's crochet needles. Do you? Yeah. Wow, they're antique now. They're I was probably... considering more tattooing. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, learn a new skill or hobby. Yeah, for me, that would just be I'd just get up one day and go, no, I'm just going to learn this. Well, you, yeah, but both you of us know? are lifelong learners. Yeah. Yeah, we like learning. I love learning. You know, uh, I love reading and everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it just it just flows. It's not something I ever ever need to resolve. Yeah, twenty one percent quit smoking. Yeah, has, now this is interesting. Has that because, been you? Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Twenty one percent, but yet statistically, there's only seventeen percent of the population smoke. So someone's repeating themselves. No, that's the twenty one percent of all those two thousand people. Who, Be quiet. I'm trying to okay. find fault in this, just like you did. No, I know, but that's not <laughs> it's a different subset, darling. It is, I know. Okay. All right. right. Methodology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Read more. Yep. Yeah, Have you I, ever done that? Uh, no, no. I, because I love reading. Yeah, exactly. That's, I that's just reading. such a, a joy. I might go read less. 
do more sports. Probably, yeah, he- so, yeah. Read less, eat healthier. Eat healthier and go to the yeah. gym. Yeah. Or at least go for walks or whatever. I might do that one. Go for a bike ride. Uh, find another job. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, I love what I do. I love what I do, too. I love what I do. I'm, I might be more like something it has like cycles. have do another project on something, something, but. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. cyclical. Yeah. It's not cycles. just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink less alcohol. 15%. That's not me because you know I don't drink. So yeah, yeah, I don't drink. Yeah. So that's uh, I know I have lots of people that do. I, that's why I'm actually surprised that fifteen percent seems a bit low. You think it would be? Well, it's, it's interesting. Probably proportional to the age group too. Could be. Yeah. To. Yeah, and it's really interesting, right? Drink less alcohol is number nine on the list, and diet and eat healthier is. Number one on the list. So obviously of that 71% at the top and the 15% there, there's a whole bunch of people who don't believe that or aren't concerned that the alcohol is part of the eating healthier. There's a ton of people that see no correlation between drinking and calorie input. Ah, interesting. Which is, it's like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much you know calories are in wine? Yeah. However, then they really think that what I'm trying to do is to talk them into recovery. And I was like, no, I'm trying to talk you into a new bathing suit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not to go to AA. Uh, uh, and 13%, I'm going to spend more time with my family and friends. Okay. Now, see, that sounds like someone's giving somebody an ultimatum here. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to spend a little less time at work and get your ass home here with me. Get a new job. Exactly. Right? <laughs> get another job. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know, that, that a couple of them there just seem a little weird, but hey, I didn't I didn't run the survey, so huh. Yeah. What and there's none in here that, you know, there's no one who's resolving to drive more politely. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Is it, where's those people, right? That's what I want to know. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, um, and, and this was done in 2014 mm-hmm. that uh, of of the respondents to it, 23 had, had totally forgot what it was they said they were going to do. I love that. Almost a quarter of the people were like, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah, it's like they probably made it up, like, you know, <laughs> as the crystal, the giant sparkly ball was dropping, right? Yeah, And exactly. they said, that's what I'm going to do. Now, there's a tradition. Yeah. That's, that's a, that is a huge New York tradition, actually. When you look up under international traditions, that, that's New York. There you go. Yeah, is that ball that drops down. takes a full minute for it to fall. Wow. So it starts right at the, right at 11.59. I wonder how long it takes them to get it up there. Uh, you know what? I've Longer no idea. than a minute. There's so many people that I have never, ever wanted to be there. I've been there at New Year's, mm-hmm. but I've not been in Times Square. It's mm-hmm. just too overwhelming for yeah. me. Yeah. Not it's my like, thing. No, no, no. It's not my thing. Now, there's, there's a, a takeoff on that okay. in Key West. Um, there, they have out front of one of the clubs. They have quite a high pole or whatever, uh, which is part of the building, and they have a giant stiletto. <laughs> and one of the drag queens who's performing that night—it's usually the same one year after year—she uh, comes out uh, with her champagne in hand, and she gets in the stiletto. So it's like you know, because yeah. it's so high, like it's a seat, and she's slowly lowered down to street level. That's funny. Uh, and then then bursts into old lang syne or something like that. That's hilarious. It's hysterical. It is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I thought Times Square was busy. Oh my god! This—the first time I went there, I just could. I was like, oh my god, what is this? This was, and I just laughed. I just thought it was so funny. It was such a great takeoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they're just very proud of that takeoff mm-hmm. too, uh, which I just love. Uh, stilettos from the sky. <laughs> exactly, falling stilettos. Duck. Exactly, duck. Uh, so thirty-five percent of participants 
who, who failed their New Year's resolutions admitted that their goals were unrealistic. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and I think that's a big one. And 33% of the participants didn't bother to keep track. That's how unrealistic their goals were. And I'm not other, even bothered going to keep track. Exactly. The other 23 were, what goals? Yeah, yeah, forgot <laughs> about them. Ten, ten, uh, one in 10 respondents claim that they made too many resolutions, and that's a big one. Yeah, that's interesting because that goes along with the idea that small changes made consistently over time, right, are oh, going to yeah. be way more effective than one big change made inconsistently, or in this case, perhaps multiple big changes made incredibly inconsistently over time. <laughs> Right. Well, no, it, it is. I mean, uh, people just uh, have trouble, I think. Uh, we get enthused. Yeah. And, and, you know, we really, really want to do it. And we really believe we can do it. That's the thing. We really believe. That's our distortion that we can do it. And as a result, it's like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to stay at home more often with my family. I'm going to have children. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot to have children. Exactly. Uh, I left the baby on the bus. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> right? Uh, those things are uh, – our enthusiasm is amazing, but it's also one of our biggest cognitive distortion Right. That we believe we can bite off. You know, we right. bite off more than we could chew. So my mother said, well, you bit off more than you could chew this time, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. So I said, no, I got a bigger mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, right? It's that old battle between emotion and will. Right, in a way, and like the mind, the cognitive piece in the That's emotion. right. That's right. So our mind and cognitively, we're going to have to take another break here. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to be right back to uh, talk more about resolutions going into the new year. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
You're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, this is uh, Gord Rudell. I'm here with Dr. Jan Hill, and this is Things Worth Considering. Uh, we're talking about resolutions. We're talking about trying to make them and not break them. Uh-huh. Uh, actually makes some success happen out of it. You know, there's a couple of really fun pieces. Uh, they're they're kind of like postcards mm-hmm. that are, one of them is from uh, the 1900s. Wow. Actually, it's 1900 from uh, the calendar of uh, Bishop John Vincent. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this this whole thing of uh, you're supposed to recite this every morning. It says a resolve for every morning of the new year. Ah. I will this day try to live a simple, sincere, and serene life, repelling promptly every thought of discontent, anxiety, discouragement, impurity, and self-seeking, cultivating, uh, uh, and self-seeking, cultivating cheerfulness, magnanimity, mag- can you do that faster? Magnanimity. There you go. Okay. <laughs> My tooth fell. Charity and the habit of holy silence. <laughs> Exercising economy in expenditure. Carefulness in conversation. Diligence in appointed service. Fidelity to every trust and a childlike trust in God. Interesting. Every day. Are you prepared? Wow. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't need to go to the gym that badly. I just feel like my life is just a slippery slope down to complete I'm cl- debauchery. Finally, you recognize that. I know, right? Finally, I see it. <laughs> this is this is so, when I read this and I found it, I'm like, oh my God, this is like so encompassing. Well, this is like 100 years ago. He, these guys not following the rule of like, you know, choose something small and work on that. Exactly. He's like, right? No wonder we all get it wrong. We exactly. use this as the historical standard. <laughs> you know, here's another one sort of from around that time period. And it's your New Year's resolution. Resolve to renew all your old resolves. And add a few that are new. <laughs> like a pyramid. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> Resolve to keep them as long as you can. What more can a poor man do? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't, I don't feel as uplifted I with don't that either. one. I don't. But at Myself. least you know what? I feel like I've got a lot more permission to go. <laughs> Forget this. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just add it to next year's list. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but uh, Bishop Pay Vincent, it forward. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Bishop Vincent, he was like, holy jumping. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot, you know. The the whole idea of, um, you know, men, this is, this is coming out of Richard Wiseman out of uh, University of Bristol's uh, studies. And men achieve their goal 22% more often when they engaged in goal setting, hmm. wherein resolutions are made in terms of small and measurable goals, like a, to lose a pound in a week rather right. than just to lose weight. Right. So that gets back to this idea of being specific. Very much so. Right. Very much so. So the people who were more specific were 20, 22 times more likely to actually be able to carry it off. Right. So this, this reminds me of this whole idea of creating SMART goals. Right, so the smart goals, S M A R T. Yep, there okay. are dumb goals, and the dumb <laughs> goals are the ones that don't follow the smart goal rules. So, the S stands for be specific. 
Oh, absolutely. So be as specific as possible about what you want to accomplish, right? So yeah. it kind of this this idea of specificity becomes kind of like your mission statement. I well, guess, this, where... this part of prayer mm-hmm. as well is to be specific. Yeah. You know, when one enters a, a sort of prayer, if you're praying to get a new car, what you really wanted specifically was a Jag and you have the beat up old Volkswagen mm-hmm. and you're like, what? <laughs> what? How did this I happen? I told you prayer doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, no, you just weren't specific and the Volkswagen happened to be the closest thing you could get onto your parking lot. Right. So this is the thing in terms of specificity. It needs to answer those questions of who and what and when and where and which and why. Yes. Right. But yeah. you notice I didn't say how. Right. I said which and why. Yeah. Right? Who, but what, why when, is that a great question, where, though. which, and why? I don't like that word. What? Why? Why? Well, what's the reason for the goal? Why would I want to accomplish that? Okay. Right? And that changes, right. of course, over changes, time, yes. blah, 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 right? But Instead of why did you do this that? This is a simple model. It's just a simple model, Gord. Okay. A simple, I'm not a simple therapist. Model. I know. <laughs> um yeah, so, you know, and the why question is, if you're thinking about something that it, it actually helps you connect, if it's something that you want to do for your health, well, that's important, right? Because your health might be important to maintaining your family structure and Absolutely. all sorts of things. So yeah, yeah. the why piece here actually kind of invites us to make, to consider the social connections that make our goal relevant. Right, right, yeah. right. And then the M stands for measurable. So this yeah, yeah fits in with, you know, how are you going to know that you're making you're making uh, a movement towards something. So that's that, what, as you were saying, that one pound a week or one pound a month or whatever it is as opposed to lose yep. weight, right? How you can actually measure it is important. Too. It's, oh, it's, it is because otherwise it's just, you know, even if it's like accumulating money or, in the bank yeah. or whatever, is you, you need to have something that says, oh, this was successful mm-hmm. because of the way our minds work is it's never going to be enough. Yeah, of course. Next thing you know, you've, you know you're, you're either a hoarder or you've got an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Or both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> a hoarder and an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's a, that's a pension fund. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the A stands for achievable. So it goes back to this idea that you were saying earlier about certain percentage of people will make a New Year's resolutions, will set goals, but they're actually not achievable. That's right. Right? That's right. Or there's, yeah, and part of, part of non-achievable is not that they're not capable. There's too many of them. Yeah, or like the, the goal might be to, I don't know, to change your job, to become, I want to become a heart surgeon this year. Okay, well, that's great, but, you know, <laughs> d- does it mean that, you know, you might have to finish high school? You might have to take that biochemistry class that you don't like so much. You might have to, you know, save up all your money to go to med school, et cetera, et cetera. So the achievability um, is 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 There's tons of factors. Yeah, it is. It's related to how many other things have to happen before you know, as a stepping stones to get Absolutely. to that place. Yeah. yeah, which fits in with the idea. Actually, the T, which is in smart is to be time bound. So you need to like basically put a timeline on things, right? And you have to have realistic timing. If it takes three years or five years to go to med school, well, guess what? Even if you're super smart and you're super motivated, it's still probably going to take you four years or something, right? You're right, so, exactly. Right? And you said you wanted neurosurgery at 25. Yeah. You're now, you're now going on 60. I know. No one's really going to want to hire you or bring you into a program for neurosurgery. Yeah. You're like, it just went on for too long. Yeah. It went on for too long. Yeah, because now physically, you know, the average physical person at age 60 begins to get a little tremor in their hand. 
that's just a normal part. You know, they're not they're not wanting people doing brain surgery at that point. I feel crushed because you know I've always wanted to be a veterinarian, and I've always had in my mind that when I retire from my thing, I'm going to go to veterinary school. But now my hands tremor too much. Well, you much. can't. Don't just don't do neurosurgery. No, I know, but nobody cares if you do neurosurgery on a dog and it doesn't work very well. No, they, they just go that dog's goofy. Right? <laughs> so the R. It stands for relevant. So in the smart, yes. stands for relevant, right? Yep. Yeah. And it, 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 again, it's about focusing on something that makes sense within the broader goals that you have of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, just the whole thing of making blanket statements is just a, an absolute no-no. If yeah. you really want to do the, the traditional ages-old idea of the New Year's resolution, start planning it now. Like, get real about it. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, come up with a realistic Make sure that it's not only it can possibly be achievable if you apply with it, uh, that it you really want it. Yep. Like yeah, you know, I mean that's where the question why really does play out. Yep. What what's the motivation to do that? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It oh, well, I'm too fat. Well, yep. who who's telling you that you're too fat? Yeah. You know. The, so that's the idea too, you know, the, somebody else said it. That's the idea between like the internal and the external, right? Yeah. Is yeah. something externally motivated because somebody said, oh you know, big thighs or something, right? Whatever they said, right? <laughs> Thunder or, thighs. Yeah, right? Like, that's the thing, and, right? But, and they take it to heart. They, yeah. You know, they, they take that as being like, oh, my God, this is something I now absolutely yeah. have to go to a surgeon and have corrected. Yeah, right? So internal, external, you know. Uh, yeah. We have to move indoors. We have to move indoors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In other words, less external influence and more, more internal, internal understanding. Yeah, that's what I, I mean like. Moving, that moving indoors. I like that because the external is nothing more than a storm. Yeah, exactly. That you're standing in a wind, rain, hail, lightning, and and you're getting struck. Yeah. Because we really do listen. Unfortunately, we really do listen, and we put great weight behind what other people say about us. Yes. And to us, when in fact, you know, I I, I saw this great. Uh, just a, a little saying that says, please do not judge my life based on the chapter that you just walked in on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that is perfect. Right. You know, right. I mean, I have a whole life and then suddenly you walk in at this part of my life. That's the chapter. That's not my life. That's yeah. a chapter in my life. Yeah. That will change. Like like when you go to vet school, it'll yeah. change again. Exactly. Like maybe that's the messed up chapter they just saw. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. You have to have the messed up chapter so that you can get unmessed up. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, I've got to keep us in business somehow. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't get too unmessed up too quickly, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we're, only, we're, we're only kidding here. We want people healthy quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when I saw that one, I just really, really enjoyed that. The, uh, you know, don't judge my life by the chapter that you just walked yeah, in. Yeah, it's on. great. Yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that was real fun. Uh, so... You know, wanting to keep with with uh, you know the whole thing of of plants is one of the, one of the things about you know again when I say about t- moving indoors, mm-hmm. the internal and less external is you know what keep your plans to yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, I was taught that very young, and yeah. that is don't tell people what your goals are, right. what your plans are. Only tell those people that you know love you absolutely so unconditionally they want the very, very best for you. Right. And they'll help you negotiate where the hard part might be. Yeah, exactly, right? Because the majority of people will put up the detour for us. Right. And that's the thing. If you tell a whole bunch of people, then you're going to be scrutinized around how your process is going. And the scrutiny can actually be really deflating. 
Oh, my right? God, yes. And it can actually derail you yeah. because, because you know, it's not going to – every change process has good days and bad days. Of so course. if you bump into all those people on the bad day that you were like, yeah, this is going to happen, ah, <laughs> and you're having a bad day, then all that's going to come back to you is sort of negative stuff around, I guess that's not working. And it's like, yeah, well, really. no, it was working yesterday, and it's going to work again tomorrow. Well, I told you, honey, that it wasn't really going to work yesterday, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. You know, and it's just like – you know, what I want to say, but I won't say it on the air. Uh, but it's just like, you know, keep that and take it for a walk. And it's your own little negativity dog. Exactly. <laughs> it may pee on your leg. Um, but it's like, keep that away. So, yeah. you know, that was something my grandmother actually taught me. Was she said, you, you always hold on to your goals tightly and don't share them. And quietly. Yeah, quietly. And just go about them. Show them the results. Don't talk about what you're going to do. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Of, you know, the road to hell is paved by good intentions. Right. There's so many good intention people out there. Yeah. I guess we're going to hell. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it is an interesting thing, though, because it's there's so many people who are actually consumed with ideas around, you know, uh, well, what other people are doing and saying, like they're mind readers or whatever, but um, what other people are doing and saying um, relevant to them, right? So what are other people thinking of me? And if you just, if you're able to just pay attention to that voice in your head that's kind of consumed about what other people might be thinking of you and not have that voice, if you could eradicate that voice, right, then you would free up so much time. Oh, to actually do the things you want to do. Again, another great saying. Yeah. You know, what people think of me is none of my business. Mm. <laughs> and it ultimately doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't matter for your success. No. No. I, I think that's, you know, one of the, the things that absolutely is, is part of the joy of aging. Yeah. Is where you really don't give a damn. Yeah. About what other people think. Yeah. Because you know where you're at. You know what your life is like. And what, yeah. where, you know, your own level of contentment. Yeah. With it. Yeah. It's and so hard on kids, though. I was just going to say that. Yeah, so, that you know, like pressure. working in the university, right? And what I find is there's a number of, well, kids, young people who can feel themselves, can feel that they are a bigger version of themselves, bigger than they are allowing themselves to be. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't unusual for, you know, if it's for anybody, but any age group. But for some reason, you know, you throw them all in a dorm or you, you know, you put them all and, and they just, those big hearted people, those people who have big capacities, shiny Huge. people, they kind of, they recognize or what they often end up feeling is that for be able to fit in with their peer groups, they have to be small. But when they're small, it hurts them to be small. It hurts themselves to be oh, small because they're essentially, they're abandoning themselves, yeah. right? Well, I think it was Mary uh, uh, um, Angelou. Uh, uh, said something about, you know, uh, don't try and be small or tr try to fit in because then you'll never know how normal you are. Yeah. Or try to be normal because then you'll never know how unique you are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just along those lines. You yeah. Know, sorry. That was a very bad paraphrase. I'm sorry. I hope she's looking down and I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I happen to be one of her fans for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like that whole peer thing of fitting in. But people continue to do it, not just at university. We're yeah, everywhere, 30s, right? 40s, 50s, 60s. Everywhere. Corporately. Yeah. Fit in in the corporation. You know, yeah. Corporate politics, the office politics. Yeah. You know, if well, you don't fit in, uh, you're going to be treated just like you were when you are 16 again. Yeah, and it's partly that conflict, that inherent conflict between uh, wanting to express identity and want to belong. Because we fundamentally believe, and uh, rightly or wrongly, but I think it's wrongly, but it's predicated on individualism, right? Is yeah. that the idea that to belong, we have to be the same as others. 
It's right. Like the worst thing we can be. Thank you, neoliberalism. <laughs> right? I know you hate it when Absolutely. I go on about that, but you're yeah, no, no, fitting in, fitting that's in. That's what it it's is, like, right? It's just the death of the soul. Yeah. You know, to try and cut all the parts of ourselves off yeah. so that I become just the same as your cookie cutter is just a deadly place to be. Yeah. So maybe a good New Year's <laughs> resolution is something like, you know, yourself. to be, yeah, to be the biggest version of myself and make it, you know, a smart goal. Absolutely. Right? And make it smart and be fabulous. Be fabulous, Doug. You Never are fabulous. Never be Dougie. anything less. Than fabulous. fabulous. And that is said in three syllables fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> three words fabulous. And on that note, we are at the end of our New Year's show. We are at a place of beginnings for all of us. Uh, I wish all of you who are listening uh, and tell people who aren't listening they should be to join us uh, here on Things Worth Considering. And I wish you a fantastic decade, fantastic year. And a fantastic evening. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Yeah, happy, new year. happy new year to you. Happy new year, Gord. Happy decade, Woo! doll. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, Think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.